0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show-turned-podcast Too Beautiful to Live. We've got the whole gang back together in their respective studios. Uh, I, Bobby Pape, am in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And the nice lady, Christy Wise, coming to us today from Everett, Washington. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. Meredith Mayhem, Mayhan Spaghetti in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Bobby. And always last, Mike Frizzell in Austin. Good
1: morning, Mike. Good morning. You know, Bobby, the holidays can be a stressful time of year for all of us, but we rarely take the time to think about how these family gatherings affect the emotions of our children. Relatives and friends are coming and going. It sometimes leaves our little ones, our most precious cargo, feeling anxious and (laughs) bewildered. One way to comfort them is to bring back a part of our own youth and give it to them. I'm talking about a subscription to cricket magazine. Even if your kids aren't physically ill or emotionally troubled in any way, you can recreate a long (laughs) wait in a pediatrician's or psychologist's office with just a click of the button. This is the year you need to get your child a subscription to cricket magazine. Let's face it. Highlights magazine is for complete dullards and your kid is special. Go to cricketmagazine.com, enter the promo code interstellar fucksuit, all one word, and get a special <laughs> gift for your son or daughter. A lifelike doll so they can show the doctor where their handsy the uncle got at their business. Cricket Magazine, because our kids need to suffer through the same miseries we did. Back to you, Bobby.
0: Thank you, Mike. I, I never and have never seen an issue of Cricket Magazine except for that one picture that we circulated. Same. Uh, yeah. classic. It's classic. All right. uh,
2: it's just a cricket in space, that's
1: right. all. <laughs> once once you once your eyes exactly. make sense of it, it's a cricket in space. But before that, yeah. mine goes elsewhere.
0: My question yeah. for senior producer Jeremy Holmes is how much taxpayer money did we spend to get that cricket in space?
1: <laughs>
0: and what did it cost?
3: <laughs> me?
1: Well it depends on how much it weighs.
0: Does it have a little space suit? It does.
4: It, it has
1: an
0: interstellar
4: yeah.
1: fox it, it has a suit. It definitely has a suit so many legs get the- i think
4: mike do you remember what isn't it uh a hundred thousand dollars for
1: every pound at least it's yeah. going up all the time
0: the cricket's mm-hmm. less than an ounce but the suit is a ton yeah. Yeah. right
1: <laughs> literally a ton uh
0: all right folks this is little red bandwagon as many of you know if you're just joining us because of our recent attention and fame from the tbtl 2000th episode thank you for coming we have some fun here for you in store today uh i don't think we actually have any lrb business uh and if we do it's all been pushed to the back uh, because we're <laughs> going to do our weekend review including our clip of the week <laughs> followed by housekeeping we have so much housekeeping this week that it has been renamed Christie's corner which i'm spelling with k's for no reason at all
1: <laughs> i like it when ladies do some housekeeping
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> nice job mike uh, then we'll tell you how you can get involved with the show. Uh, before we do all of that, uh, I guess I do have lib business, which is to remind you, the last episode that we put out came out on Friday, and it was our interview, me and Christy, with one Mike McCauley, the Chicago 10, recorded live in my hotel room turned studio at the Hotel Decca, just hours before the TBTL 2000th episode. Really, uh, Mike McCauley hosted, and Christy and I just <laughs> listened to him talk about the Boz's <laughs> memoir... <laughs> and then a little bit about tbtl it's a tbtl instant classic it is no coincidence that it happens to be episode number 69 the sex number
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one mentioned that during the show I don't, well i don't think we remembered that it was
4: what 69. an oversight yeah
0: mm. um that that's my fault a lot of things everything you don't like about that episode is my fault everything you do like is mike Macaulay's. <laughs> so
1: don't wait uh, go back and eat that cake
0: Exactly. Go, go, have your dessert first. Anyone, any thoughts or notes before we dive into this week? No, i ready. Monday uh, is going to be a special one that was TBTL's 2000th episode, mm. live. <laughs> you're, you're not even happy with the title.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Speech impediment episode. I, I've,
1: you guys are were heavily involved in the show, so um, I have a general question to ask you because i know leading up to the show christy you especially were worried about uh, maybe worried isn't the right word but mm-hmm. but you had concerns about them doing a radio broadcast and mm-hmm. how that would affect the feel and the the i don't know the uh, technical side Hello? of the show Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as it turns out, because it was a radio My broadcast and, <laughs> and not just a TVTL show, uh, the audio, a little bit of Sean's audio and all of your audio was botched. Um, mm-hmm. How? When did you find out? And how disappointed were you all?
4: Mo- uh, t- Monday morning, Andrew emailed Bobby and I to tell us that it he had worked on it all night and it
1: didn't work. Did I? Did I? Um, did I- give you any indication, because we were listening in Dallas and I think I was messaging you. Did I tell you that we were having trouble hearing you?
4: Yeah, you said that your audi- the sh- audio went out, so I didn't oh. really know. Yeah, we the thought- show did cut out at a right, certain point. Right. and we thought that, that we, we, weren't just, we, we weren't
1: getting the right feed or something. Yeah. When, when right. actually, when, when you guys were on, we really couldn't hear you.
0: I don't think there's anyone yeah, had- listening who doesn't know this, but for a little bit of background... Christy and I made a brief appearance on the 2000th show live. We were invited on to quiz the guys uh, with clips from TBTL history. And actually, the reason I want to clarify this is because um, Christy and I made the astute decision early on. This was a couple of weeks before the show to not tell you guys, uh, Mike and Meredith, uh, in part. Or anyone, really. Or anyone. Yeah, really. No one knew until... I think I told a couple of people right before it happened just so they wouldn't wonder like why we were getting up and walking away and or why we had to go yeah. in half an hour early. Right. <laughs> um we decided to sandbag you guys to to alleviate the FOMO mm-hmm. of not being able to come to the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. uh and also to make you insanely jealous. So I'm actually curious if it worked. No.
4: No, <laughs> it was I, more just <laughs> I don't that's not my point. I wanted it to be like, "Oh my gosh, the, like it, it was such a shock because we didn't tell what, you We kept our, rea- our reaction and... was
2: more like oh we can't hear anything oh, I'll restart <laughs> the feed <Right. laughs> Shit, what's happening i what? know
1: it was it, it was fucked up how it ended up happening and i christy you keep a lot of secrets from me let's face it you <laughs> you keep you kept my birthday show from me you kept this from mm-hmm. me you keep your notes away from mm-hmm. me uh so <laughs> you keeping something from me is not a surprise at all yeah, and but bobby keeping a secret for that long <laughs> if you had told me you're right i probably would have flown to seattle and just grabbed the microphone you would have flown out of your to hand, seattle. so exactly
4: <laughs> you would have kept your trip a secret and then come on the stage and grabbed the microphone
1: yep yeah you know pushed bobby off the stage grabbed your microphone you'd
0: have pulled <laughs> thank god phyllis fletcher would have been right there to catch me
4: yeah <laughs> you would have pulled a kanye on me I and grabbed have. the microphone you're and, right
1: yeah. you're right I was okay, jealous so I, in general but we were I was sad that it didn't work out and then I was hoping that they would yeah. have it fixed by Monday so that the show would be fixed but and he, he it seems like he was able to fix some of Sean's but he couldn't fix any of yours and it was really well, I think
4: they figured it out halfway through Sean's oh, okay. thing. Yeah. To and dive then, into
1: Yeah, they
0: turned it to mic to, on. to dive into tech talk actually. Um, I actually watched I think it was Nick Jarren run out and hand mic uh, hand Sean the a phone. different microphone. Okay. And I wondered what was up when I saw that. Uh, as far as our audio, there were a couple of shotgun mics pointed at the audience, and I think for ambient noise, for the we applause and stuff, and the... I think that's where they got our yeah. sound from. Because- oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I could hear when I – I think Emily was getting an MRI on Monday or something, so I had my earbuds in at the doctor's office reading my Cricket magazine, and I was able to crank it up <laughs> and I finally got to enjoy what you guys were saying.
2: Yeah, Pardon? I could make you out on the podcast. It was just – yeah, it sounded like you were being picked up by somebody else's mm-hmm. mic on accident. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm so sure
0: that's it Christy, remember when they said that we didn't need to come for a dress rehearsal?
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, Why would you ever believe that? Well, no, they
4: said they weren't going to have one and that they didn't oh. have time for it. And then I specifically asked for that. And then I, when he's like, oh, we're not going to have that, I said, okay, well, we need to. Can we come in first? Can we be let in early? Because, especially with me, I've never been on a stage that big mm-hmm. before. Or probably ever with that many people in an audience being on the radio, on a live stream. So what I needed to do just for my anxiety is see the stage, where we were going to end up, how we were going to get on that stage, where I was going to be seated just so I could like get that part out. You know,
1: Chrissy, that's not just because you're a rookie. There are people like um, Emily has a friend, this guy, uh, Joe Stevens, and he was in um, True Grit. Uh, he's he's been an actor for like thirty forty years, and they were filming it in here in Texas near Austin, and he came in uh, a couple days before his part was going to be filmed, and I drove him to the courthouse where he was going to be filming his scene because he just wanted to walk around and get in the space and all that. So it, it's not a rookie move by you; it's actually a very smart thing to do to try so to you know get in I'm your mind space actor. the right right the right thing and and but it doesn't surprise me that anything involving luke would would fall short in the preparation part
4: yeah well and i went to the 1000th show where we stayed out in the cold i mean it was like a crazy cold front i mean it was probably 30 or 20 or 30 degrees outside and they were not letting us in because they were doing some technical issues and we didn't get let in until 10 minutes before the radio show started Mm. So I was just thinking that yeah. I did not want to have to deal with that plus anxiety. And then what I didn't know is that once we got on stage, you can't see anything right. past the front right. row. So I didn't even need to be
1: scared. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you didn't sound
4: nervous. No, at all.
1: you, guys, you when, when I was able to crank it up, you guys sounded fantastic. You sounded really relaxed <laughs> yeah. and it was wonderful. Um, just too bad about, uh, them fucking it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> J- just like little red Bandbag, And I stepped on one of Christie's lines. Hmm. Um, <laughs> So I was glad to be able to do that. (laughs) They kind of rushed us along. So because Jen's audio was fucked too Mm -hmm. from the phone line, there's a chunk of it that got cut from the podcast. But uh, they ran long with her because of that, and so the whole first hour's time got shifted around a little bit, and so we got cut down a couple of minutes. I think I don't think Phyllis Fletcher's bit right. We were supposed to have eight minutes. We ended up having like four and a half, and so. we didn't get to really explain as much as we wanted to, what we were doing. And we missed a couple of the clips. We had intended to play a short clip of Luke talking about shitting his pants at the (laughs) kingdom as his second clip for the quiz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we didn't get to do it. So I never thought that they would struggle too much with identifying the clips. I just thought it would be a good excuse to play some funny clips. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. We had three for each of them and then a, a tiebreaker and mostly I'm sad. We found out that Jen wasn't going to be there the Wednesday before. So we had really good clips for Jen. Yeah. She has some gems um, that I almost wanted to pull an audible. audible is that what they say? Audible. And um, change one of Luke's to be one of Jen's because it was during the man episode. When I was listening to that, he got so mad at her at one point and said that she was acting like a baby and a grandma, a grandma, baby. (laughs) And I think that that is a perfect loot clip. I mean, he's getting, uh, very angry at Jen for something that she can't help. It was funny.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was that.
0: That was our experience live. Uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about your experience in Dallas?
1: Uh, very drunk. I can tell you that uh, <laughs> Meredith? yeah very
2: a lot to vary uh, we started out the night at a place called Barcadia, which I had talked about before. Um, they make a pickle vodka shot, mm. and I really wanted Mike to try this, so we went there, we met Hillary, who's the best, um, she met us there, and uh, my husband was driving us so we could drink to our heart's content, which we did just backtracking we uh, started so the night with-
1: we were greeted at your house, Emily and I were greeted at your house with a fine array of cheeses and some meats
2: yeah <laughs> no, mostly, cheese.
1: mostly cheeses and dips that was on purpose thank you mm-hmm. delicious
2: you're welcome and then yeah so we we had how many pickle shots
1: uh i had two but i'd already had i think at yeah. least three beers at your house so that that was really oh, kicking, kicking <laughs> it in <laughs>
2: And then we just we we went over to Ashley's, who is a lovely host, and she continued to feed us more alcohol and snacks. And she made such a great little like bread cheese Mm -hmm. thing. That's the picture on the Stens page now, right?
1: Some baked brie. Did did you get to eat any of that? Some element of uh, fruit in there too.
2: I didn't actually have any. I was
0: so full.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kept shoveling. you I'm so disappointed in you. How do you cut
0: into something that looks so perfect? I don't know. I got the picture and then question. I got to work on
1: it. <sighs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, some kind of fruit, like jam Yeah, there or was jelly something, or something in
1: there in that, um, that I, I also shoveled into my, into my hole so that I can continue to go to the bathroom for the rest of my yeah. life.
4: <laughs> I need to know what kind of fruit that was. We're going to need to know. Send us the recipe. Yeah, Ashley. I usually make one with fig jelly, so I'm wondering what she mm. used in there. I
1: want to say it was like a mm. cranberry or something like that.
4: Mm can get down with that mm-hmm.
0: i don't know how much we should dive into the 2000s episode the show itself um i actually did write down a couple of notes i did not go back and listen to it too closely i sort of skimmed through it quickly uh just to hear kind of how the podcast came together i'm glad that jen got in for as much as she did and we got some classic mm-hmm. granny time yes um
3: mm-hmm.
0: i wonder uh, if the guys knew that Phyllis was going to look for Tens of Color, or if that was an audible <laughs> on her part. Well, I don't, think, I don't think you could plan on that. You right. know what I
1: mean? Because there might not well, be any. So. There might
0: not be any, right.
4: Well, and there was like three of them sitting together next to
0: Phyllis. Uh, think, it was like they were segregated. Yeah, they
1: need to sit, sit together. That's what... <laughs> oh. Special section.
0: Did we hear through the grapevine that Jen sort of uh, rather... Uh, Phyllis sort of got asked kind of late in the game about whether or not yeah. she was going to be on this show. She,
4: she got asked at, while we were at Mandarin Gate at
1: 11.45 or midnight. It, That's odd to me because uh, with a show like that, you always need a person in the crowd. You're going to need a person in the crowd. And it, I wonder if they had mm-hmm. uh, somebody else lined up or they somebody... I don't know. Because she seemed like the logical choice from the beginning. Why wouldn't it have right. been... right you know why wouldn't she have known weeks in advance?
4: Well, and also, that's when they also text Sean. If you listen to that story set up, they text him at eleven o'clock at night and asked him to do the cooking with Sean.
0: Right, <laughs> cooking with Sean with whatever you happen to have in the house. Hey, it's jello.
2: Right. <laughs> and that's why it was so so, so much jello. Right, because he it didn't have time to go shopping. Two jellos with the same
4: thing, just one. The small, same thing, just one
2: is bigger. Small
4: Swedish fish. That was
2: the weirdest yeah. cooking with Sean yeah, I've ever yeah.
4: heard. Even weirder than the dog food one. Uh, so what I also think is really weird is that Andrew asked us has to be Three over weeks. a month ago.
0: Yeah, something. I mean, it was weeks and weeks before the show.
4: So it seems like, I mean, well, it's not that weird. Well, okay. So Luke was exactly. Luke was in charge of that. That's, of that's, of that's, that's, that's right. the answer. Nailed it. I, would, I just put that together as soon Nailed as I it. said it. <laughs>
0: um was it jeremy or was it one of you who tweeted about sean's fork um it was jeremy okay i sort of figured so that was lrb's other claim to fame on the 2000th episode which was uh a tbtl mess up that jeremy tweeted from the lrb account uh letting everyone know because we saw it live and people cringed out loud yeah, people when it were... happened. No, uh, it, he, it wasn't. He just picked up him him. a
1: fork off the ground and gave it to somebody. What What happened again? No, he the used
0: a fork to eat some jello. And then when he took all the extra silverware to hand out for people to try the jello, he just shoved his fork back in that bundle.
4: <laughs> I mean, it was audible. Like,
0: people go, So someone <gasps> got
1: his fork. Uh,
0: <laughs> guys, I don't know how the sound was for this. Uh, prom Queen was awesome. Yeah,
1: they sounded yes. great.
5: Yes, yeah. um, they did I had listened good. to
0: them before because it had come up so much, and I thought they were all right, but they really knocked it out of the park at the show. And I know I was hesitant, and I think Christy was hesitant about there being a band yeah, at the live show. it turned out pretty yeah. good,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Well, just because Luke has a tendency to put the these bands that he loves, which she's great, and then he interviews them, and they're terrible,
0: <laughs>
4: and they don't understand why they're there. Um, but she's an actual 10. (laughs) So she would have been delightful. She was so nice. Right, So she did a good job rolling in my shoes and yeah, I mean, and I liked how they did it during just the breaks. Yeah. That made it, that made it a little bit easier. And it's
1: like when they had the smittens on, um, you know, not only are they great and fun to listen to, but they listen to the show. So they get it.
4: Right. Um, that is another thing. Um, that was cut out, if you want to know, is that Jen said that she's going to be going to star Wars at 7. AM on Friday and will be wearing princess Leia buns.
1: I thought they outlawed the costumes, but, or is it just anything that covers your face? Is that true? I, I heard that. I don't know if it's just oh. one theater chain or it's in all theaters where star, star Wars is going to be released that um, they don't want um, costumes to the point of, be concealing someone's identity.
2: Okay, so you
4: can't. So hide that guns when in you do boobs.
1: pull out the guns, at least we can identify you. Well, that's
0: mm-hmm. a good. Thing, that's
1: right. great that we're talking about yeah. this, isn't it? That's great, America. Everybody. <laughs> Does anyone
0: have any other nice. thoughts about the 2000th episode? It was fun. No? I'm glad I went. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we got to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, I, I um, will say um, that was probably the best uh, 24-hour road trip I've ever been on. That trip to Dallas. Um, Meredith and Duff, great hosts, uh, Ashley, a great host, lots of really fun people there. It's always nice to see Hillary. She, you don't, Hillary is the party. So we've had her on the show. Everybody knows (laughs) Hillary's great. Uh, it was, it was a really fun time for me. I didn't have a lot of FOMO because we were having such a good time.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't write this out, but I'll try to do a 30 second summary of my, itinerary because the whole trip was really great. And once again, for me going to Seattle, TBTL has proven the perfect um, base for a really great experience. I mean, the show was great and all, but really the important part was getting to see everyone. So getting to see Christy and Jeremy and Ellie uh, and Joe and Mike and Maddie was there with them. So that was cool. And Maddie and Ellie became fast friends and it was fun to watch that happen. Mm-hmm. Will, and Aiden and actually, and their daughter Bailey and his daughter Bailey, and all the other people in that universe, uh the dog whisperer at Will's house and their new puppy, like there was just so much stuff crammed into that weekend for me the l r b meet up at the Mandarin gate was awesome, and I think we got into that a little bit mm-hmm. with Mike, did we, or did we talk about the it it episode? Week. Oh right, yeah. we got into it last week, so. All of that stuff, but it was just great to see everyone. It gets me all warm and fuzzy, and I think we all just need to move to Seattle. So there you go. Uh,
4: I co-sign that.
0: <laughs> it would certainly make recording
1: easier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Might make recording gonna... <laughs> a house easier if we all go in together.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, episode number 2001, filibuster like nobody is watching. Luke has not seen 2001 A Space Odyssey.
1: Ugh. Come on, dude. He has such holes in his game. And, Cause he wants to make references about these things and, and you can't make a reference unless you've seen it.
0: Uh, they recap the 2000th show. And I think we just did a good job of doing that. T-shirts are still available. Merch at tbtl.net. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you want to misspell t-shirt, <laughs> you can email to get that. Um, I think the nugget for me from Tuesday was this whole mess with the, the tbtl mess ups at gmail.com
1: email address.
0: <laughs> And this is a two-day story that starts on Tuesday and spills yeah. into Wednesday. <laughs> did any of you try to log into it?
1: No. Not me.
0: I did. No. I knew there'd
1: be a lot of traffic.
0: I did, and it yeah. had already said by the time I got to it, it said the password had been changed like 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't think Gmail would allow such tomfoolery. <laughs> like, they know where people are logging <laughs> in from. And I was like, there's no – I'm not even going to try. No. I like, Jarn was getting a lot of push in,
1: notifications. Sure. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, poor
0: Nick. Yeah. Poor Nick.
1: <laughs> and that's not silent Nick. People are wondering it's, it's a different, right. Nick. No, it's a different, Nick. two different, right.
4: Two different Nick's silent. Nick did come to the LRB meetup.
1: I heard he just walked in the front door and waved and then walked right out the back door. That's what I heard about his, no, it seemed like that. you know, the Mandarin gate close. doesn't have
0: a back door. That place is a fire trap. <laughs> 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 um, it was an interesting idea giving this out, and I think it was funny that it hadn't occurred to them that their personal email addresses would be in there.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but who doesn't already have a spam
0: That's also email a good address? point.
4: Well, also, it, I just thought it was weird that they instantly blamed us when I think all of us already have yeah. <laughs> their personal emails.
0: I don't know Were what me? you're talking about, Christy Wise. <laughs> I would never ever email Luke and Edge with their personal emails. Uh in those rare instances, but I really, really want to make sure they actually read what I'm sending. Um, yeah, I thought that was quick. That was Wednesday. They were quick to blame us.
1: Well, we beat them beat them our, up a lot, so we have to expect it to come back our, our way. Our
0: pranks are much higher browed than that.
1: Yeah, it's true. It is a little bit little bit insulting. Uh
0: Chris Hayes was right and Luke was wrong about Volkswagen's. I don't sales. think
1: so. I don't agree. I don't agree. Um of course their sales are off like a third of their inventory is un- unsellable. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have enough they don't have as many cars as they had last year to actually sell cuz they, they can't right. sell these these TDIs. Um it's which are their TDIs are
4: on versions of their cars that are the most popular. Right.
1: Right. So we won't really know how this is going to affect their sales until Mm-mm. uh until we have model years that don't right. include the tainted engine you yeah. fucking dummy. we're not
4: gonna know for five years right band name
1: the always. tainted
0: engines sorry go ahead <laughs> I'm actually just curious uh <laughs> Meredith do you have an opinion about this because obviously Christy and Mike are both passionately biased <laughs> very passionate <laughs>
2: I don't give a shit. Which means
4: she's uh, on our side. Sorry, Aiden. I, you know. That's you what you always it. assume when someone because, doesn't give a sure. shit. Sure. No, well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's the point is right. we think people don't give a shit about it.
1: Yep.
2: So she's on our side. Yeah, I don't give a shit. My my notes, I, I, I was thinking when Luke was talking about this, he admitted he was wrong about his first prediction. And then he's kind of doubling mm. down on like, well, I was wrong about it before and now i'm going to be wrong some more probably because he's predicting that the damage is going to be short term yeah, not long term so i guess we'll have to wait yeah you're probably right we'll have to wait five years to see if he's right as i said in the group chat i was looking i don't know i just bought i just
1: right right because a bargain <laughs> yes. could be had now so you're also <laughs> yeah. doubling down that's i did i did just it's a great well, engine jesus christ
2: <laughs> i i did just buy a new car and I will say that it didn't even occur to me to get a Volkswagen. I
0: just, you know, Christy and Mike. I know. um, It wouldn't be the first time people came down on the wrong side of history with the Germans. Mm. So (laughs) just be careful.
1: Uh, I think we're on the right side of history. If you come Mm -hmm. from my TDI engine and I do nothing, it's on me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you've you've gone on record saying that they
1: had some good (laughs) ideas over there. Somehow there is a record of me saying that.
0: Uh, yeah. Would you buy a vacuum cleaner from Luke if he came to your door?
1: Hmm. It, no. Would he leave if I did? <laughs> what if he I don't like
2: anyone it? selling things door if, to door. Yeah. If he came over to my house and dumped dirt on my carpet, Punch I him would in the face. forcefully <laughs> kick him out of the door Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What
0: if style. you were a lonely housewife and this was the 50s?
1: <laughs> I would get my gun. Now it's getting sexy, Bobby. Yeah, it is.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, no point conversion from Tuesday. The only note that I have is that a Gruden grinder sounds delicious right now.
1: What is that? Mike? Well, every every week um, he chooses a player. Uh, it's like Madden used to have his... Um, what, is, what is Madden All-Star sticker or whatever? They'd put something on the trailer. I can't remember what right. his thing was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's the player of the week. It's Gruden's grinder and he likes guys that are tough or whatever. But there there's there was one on Thanksgiving that was like the Golden Gobbler or the it was something that sounded really pornographic. It bothered me more than Gruden's Grinder. And but yes, <laughs> grinder your grinder is your best Italian meat sandwich.
0: Right. <laughs> oh well the Thanksgiving one is when they invite guys down on the field after the game to eat like a yeah, six legged so turkey. Yeah. Everybody gets a turkey leg. Um, And it's always funny when you've got three guys from the visiting team when they dominate coming down onto the field to revel by eating gross turkey on national television in front of everyone.
1: I I can't think of the name of the award they give out on Fox, but I'm going to find it because I tweeted about
0: Wednesday, 2002 Andrew's Gmail login. Luke is uh, loving on some Jimmy John's and Andrew is telling such a hot dog story about factory resetting his phone that even he recognizes they should probably get some music for hot dog
1: stories. (laughs) Um, We're really in their heads at this point, right? The wind stories, the hot dog talkers tomorrow. Nobody can tell Mm -hmm. a story on that show without first uh, making excuses for the story by calling it a wind story or a hot dog story.
0: Uh, It's working.
1: And, and I found it the award on Fox on Thanksgiving for the, the MVP player is called the Galloping Gobbler, which Emily said sounds like an aggressive gay porn film.
0: Yeah, it does. (laughs) Possible show title. (laughs) Uh, so if you name your pet, Andrew's Gmail login, he'll give you some sort of award. I don't remember what. um, Classic Luke story on Wednesday. He goes to mailboxes, etc. to open a personal mailbox, which is not a P.O. box. He doesn't have two forms of ID. And he wants to be exempt from needing two forms of ID. (laughs) Once again, rules Mm -hmm. don't apply.
2: He's famous. He doesn't need
1: ID.
0: Clearly. What I don't understand. Right. uh, Google him. I guess that's a form of ID. He...
2: He didn't say, do you know who I am? Well, we don't know. <laughs> just give me the day. Right. didn't box. say that as I'm part of the story. I'm
1: on Doubt Abbey, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He even got Meet the same my dog. dog. You, you don't think he's trying to be that guy? Uh,
0: um, here's what I don't get. He wanted them to do all the paperwork, put it on pause, and then come back with the second form of ID. Talking about net time invested, why not just go get the second ID and then do right. the paperwork? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does not make know. any sense. Right. He just wanted to make his trip worthwhile. Uh, and Luke's fantasies continue with wanting to be a ferryboat captain because they're seeking ordinary seamen. Hmm. They
2: said regular seamen so many times in that <laughs> news segment. How many times can yeah. we get her to <laughs> say seamen? Yep. That's what that was about. And Luke doesn't want to be a
0: ferryboat driver. He wants to be a drunk <laughs> right. DJ Which is on a boat. My
4: favorite part. <laughs> of that
0: that'll never happen and we get an email the next day being like those captains never retire so good luck
1: no the only way they they ever stop ferry boat captaining is when they get drunk and ram into a dock so it's closed for six months <laughs> and then they get reprimanded and even then sometimes come back
0: they're probably
2: well the emailer made it sound
0: like they retire right. when
2: they die
4: they're
0: probably That's how you get out right? of it. so they're never you getting out to of die. those captains chairs
4: no way um, or they're civil servants, not-
0: right? I mean, it's probably some sort of civil job.
4: I, I know it's a city job oh. or state job.
0: Yeah, sweet. Probably a good pension.
4: Yeah. Also, didn't they say they make over a hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah. No.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, they can.
4: Yeah. So at they're the not end.
2: leaving.
1: That's an extraordinary seaman that makes a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> a year.
0: <laughs> uh, I bet John Lithgow has extraordinary seamen. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get into the go on get conversation
4: because of harry and the hendersons yep because they
1: That's have to the chase they one. have to chase the sasquatch away for his own good because like, well
0: right no but, the but how did TBTL coming. get into that conversation
1: Be- because of john Lithgow. because yeah, he was he was harry no, he was Henderson. Right. <laughs> how would we get into John Lithgow?
0: I don't remember how we got to John. <laughs> Trying to track this back to either. how we got to John Lithgow.
1: Uh, there was some. There was there was some uh, Dexter talk.
0: Yes.
4: Well, no. Uh, what we need is one of those like maps with the red lines yeah. to show how the story got to where it did.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need somebody to take over a room and pin all this up with some yarn mm-hmm. and
1: the important markers thing. And- Though is that they did have this conversation about the Guan Get moment, which is something that uh, Vanessa brought to the show back in the day, and Christy and I had the same experience listening to this part of Wednesday's show. Luke forgot to talk about the greatest Guang Get scene in. He, I think he literally says mm-hmm. "go on, get" in it. Yeah, in in the movie,
4: the I Champ, think that's where this came from.
1: From way this has had to be early '80s, maybe late '70s. Ricky Schroeder is the little kid. John Voight is the dad, mm-hmm. who's a boxer, and and they get back, they they are somehow reunited. They're estranged and then reunited, and it's the classic thing where the the flawed hero, the dad, the boxer, for. The protagonist's own good has to chase him away. Has to he has to chase Ricky Schroeder away. And it is a guan get moment. He has to be mean and make the kid cry. Mm-hmm. And how they didn't remember that scene when they were talking about the Guan Git moment when back in the day, that's the first thing that Luke brought up when the Guan Git conversation happened. That happened, this conversation happened last mm-hmm. in 2009. And that's our clip of the week. And it yep. involves Christy yep. on the phone. On is it call makers or call takers or what? What was the segment, Christy? Call makers. They called you. Yes,
4: I emailed them that probably about half an hour before, and I was very surprised that I got a call that quickly.
0: All right. Well, because if you forget your TBTL history, you are doomed to forget. <laughs> We're going to make sure
1: <laughs> we repeat it. We're going to bring
0: you your clip of the week, which is from July 29th, 2009. We never promised it would be from this week. <laughs> Go on, get.
5: Uh, should we take one more call and then yeah. do a break, Jennifer? Okay, let's take, a, or I guess make another call. Because mm-hmm. this is, a, in fact, call makers. Who are we going to try to call next?
6: We're calling Christy in Seattle.
5: Christy in Seattle. What is Christy mm-hmm. in Seattle? Uh, want to talk about Well, because- a
6: while ago, I told the story about how I got in a fight with my best friend, an actual fist fight over this movie, Table for Five. <laughs> yeah. And Christy went out and rented it because she wanted to see if she agreed with me or not.
5: What? Who's in Table for Five? What's it about?
6: John Voight and Richard Crenna. And it's about these kids who were raised by their stepdad, and then their mom dies, and their biological father shows back up and fights in court with the stepdad for who gets custody of the kids. And so I was always very angry because I thought that the stepdad had been there all along. So obviously he should get uh, custody. But Cindy felt like biological rights trumped.
5: This was obviously about a much larger conversation based on your life experiences.
6: <laughs> Possibly. But I also have never been a John Voigt fan, I'm much more of a Richard Crenna girl.
5: You, I'll tell you what, Vanessa will tell you about a John Voigt Ricky Schroeder movie that will. Oh, I've seen it. The, the, the Champ. Champ. Sure. She never. She was talking about it this weekend. Seriously, <laughs> not three days go by that she doesn't start talking about the champ. And when when John Voight's go and Vanessa has the greatest term for it, it's a go on get speech, like an old yeller, mm-hmm. and they have to get you know. And John Voight has to give Ricky Schroeder yeah. a go on get speech because John Voight's a he's a wannabe boxer. Oh really? Oh my oh! goodness, Christy in Seattle. May the wonders Hi. never cease. Hi there.
3: Hi Luke. Hi Jen. Hey. Hi! Oh, John. Hi! Oh There
5: you go. There you go. How how are you doing in Seattle? Are you are you uh, are you staying cool?
3: I'm actually at In Snohomish in oh. Nick and Snohomish's pool right now.
5: Oh, I see. You're so,
3: at a pool. Well, it's a kiddie pool, but yeah.
5: <laughs> Wait. So, are you literally in the kiddie pool as we speak?
6: Yes. <laughs> you mean like one of those little inflatable ones in the backyard or actual well,
3: real? It's big enough for two floaties, so there's a couple of <laughs> in the floaties. Wait I... a minute. Are you in someone's backyard?
5: Yes. <laughs> is it a fellow listener? You said Nick and Snohomish?
3: Yeah. He's the one that did the video of you guys, the entrance with the...
5: Oh, the animated, the computer animation. <laughs> oh, right, right. right. That is awesome, by the way, that video. Tell him. Great work on that. Okay, um now uh, uh so you're sitting in a, a kiddie pool and you're feeling good you're like it's keeping your core temperature down all that stuff? Definitely. Okay, great. Um now do you live up there or do you live down in Seattle?
3: I live in Everett, so it's close. Well,
5: what's your situation in Everett in terms of the AC?
3: None. It was 94 when I got home today, so I said, I'm going to the pool.
5: By which, by you, which man, you mean a sense. child's pool that was purchased <laughs> right. at a right end. Child's pool, right, right? Sweet. Do you have? Do you need a membership for the pool? It sounds very exclusive.
3: <laughs> well, he's a family member, so oh. only family.
5: Hope it's not one of those racist country club pools <laughs> where all kinds of stuff goes on. Well, what did you want to talk about, Christy? Okay. Christy from a from a child's pool.
3: <laughs> so I talked to Jen about the controversial movie.
5: Yes, yes. Five. Table, table, uh, table for five.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. At miniature tigers, and then I forgot which side she was on and which side Cindy was on. But I just watched it today,
5: and, and? so the basic uh, thing. Let me just just re re sort of uh, state this for for so I kind of understand it. It's basically Richard Crenna and John Voigt and one of them's the biological parent who's been a flake, and one of them's the stepdad who's been a right, mensch. Right. And and Jen, your point was that it's, it's, uh, it's nurture, not nature, right. and, uh, and uh, Cindy was that... saying that the, bio- the biology meant something. Yes. Okay.
3: Right.
5: Where did you come down on this, Christy? Now, this did lead to a fist fight between Jen and Cindy. I just want you to bear that in mind right. so before a you a little give little your scared.
3: opinion. I'm a little scared. No. So yeah. I side with Jen.
5: Oh. A <laughs> little misdirection play there. <laughs> it's crafty. So
3: before, John we have not seen the kids in four years. I know, and he just swoops in and thinks he can be the dad now. Right, and I didn't. And the whole premise of Table for Five is because on this cruise he leaves an empty seat for a woman to come and if he finds one, like any random woman on the cruise can come sit with them. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm glad you saw that also clearly. He's a is what he is.
5: Ah, uh, yep. yes. Well, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm I am inclined to agree with you guys. I'm serious. I'm I say this is somebody who was raised by. Uh, You know, my dad, who's really a stepdad to me, but has been married by mom since I was two years old. And that, to me, it's it's like the person who's around. If you're around and if you're if you're providing and if you're taking care of the needs of that person, then that's that makes you dad, in my opinion.
3: He didn't know that his son had a learning disability.
6: He had completely not. I mean, he did not know his children at
3: all. Right.
5: Richard and Crenadin. The, no, oh, no, John, John Boyd. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah,
3: John Boyd. the the scene with the two dads, I didn't know it was going to be a tearjerker. The scenes with the two dads and the stepdad saying, you don't know their friends, you don't know any of this, and then John Boyd's reading the letter from the mom like, I'm so glad I found a husband to take care of my kids. Oh, my gosh. I was crying.
5: Is it like uh, a little bit like the sitcom My Two Dads? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Now, let me ask, Christy, without getting too personal, did you have a, uh, like a, a, is this a kind of a uh, something that, that reminds you of your own personal life story did you have a stepdad versus biological dad kind of situation
3: no but i have a friend that's in a in a situation where she raised the kid for 13 years and then they got divorced and now the father's saying well, you don't have any rights to this kid anymore. You can't even
5: see him. Oh, that's rough. Wow.
3: Yes.
5: Well, the good news is that kid at 13 pretty soon can just literally do whatever they want. Like, they can right. visit whoever they want to visit. So hopefully exactly. that will, that will, uh, win out in the end. Um, well, Christy, this has been, uh, this has been really educational. I would say your next assignment should be, uh, and by the way, let me just say, I'm not saying John Voight was a great dad, but think about how much he worked as a gay prostitute. <laughs> in Midnight Cowboy to support those kids. You think he wanted to be on the back of that bus with Dustin Hoffman? So I'm just saying sacrifices were made that maybe you guys don't realize was not brought into Table for Five. Very good point. Uh, um, No, I was going to say your next assignment is to watch The Champ. The Champ. The Champ with John Voight and Ricky Schroeder.
3: I've seen that one but I need to revisit it. Okay.
5: Maybe they'd have him drag a TV out there by the kiddie pool.
3: (laughs) We have one. Okay.
5: Now, don't get it too close to the pool. That's an electrocution waiting to happen.
3: (laughs) Right. Okay. I just love that she went to the pool. Yeah. (laughs) We have a little table for our drinks, and we float on by and grab
5: them. This this sounds great. It is Uh, great. We need to do the show from this pool.
3: (laughs) You should. You're invited. You're invited.
5: All right. Great. Well, thank you, Christy, and say hi to Nick for us, and tell him great job on that uh, animation, okay?
1: All right. Have a good day. All right. Great. I hate all of you. Get the f out of here! I don't even want to see you guys again. Get out. Tired of you.
0: You're supposed to sound like you're emotionally distraught, not perfectly convinced, asshole. Uh, right,
4: right. Like I'm, like I'm not <laughs> resolved. Like you're smiling when you're doing it. Yeah.
0: Maybe uh, Luke just forgot about it because the cabinets were delivered during this episode and oh are off-gassing God. noxious fumes in his room. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um. I like that uh insurance agent extraordinaire Kevin O'Brien emails in to say that TBTL is sales and that they are somehow duping us into listening. Uh with their massive knew that. sales skills. I like that.
2: I'm also impressed he didn't say anything about his lack of an eight foot fence around his pool.
0: Yes, he owes us on that. We need we need more information, Kevin. That's what I wanted to hear
2: from him. <laughs>
0: um and Luke says to give kids jalopies instead of nice cars. And the only reason I bring this up is because they use the word jalopy several times. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's from my era. They need a new. I had turn. a jalopy when I was a teenager. It was good for me. What did you have? In 1981, Impala wagon. Nice. <laughs> nice. It was bigger than my house, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it had wood paneled siding. It was my dad's old car. Is it possible to have a wagon like that without
0: calling it the Shaggin' Wagon? I
1: don't think so. I had a, it was I had awful. a race car it spewed blue That was smoke. my first car.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a hand-me-down Plymouth Sundance that was my first Ooh, car. Sundance. And I drove it until I threw a rod. So it was a dramatic ending for that car.
1: I like it when, a car, when it's a definitive end for a car. I, I respect a car that just completely craps out so you don't have to keep feeding money into it
0: yep yeah the sundance was knocking uh and we knew it was going to go eventually and it was well beyond doing any kind of engine repair to it so i just didn't drive it out of the town like i I drove around in webster my hometown knowing that at any given moment it might blow up and i would have to leave it where it died and it happened Uh, thankfully only two blocks from my house
1: so i just got out and walked home take the plates
0: Yep, <laughs> call the tow truck and say, give it to Charity. Let me know how it goes. One
1: eight seven seven cars for kids You know, we got that during the... Yes, I'd never heard that commercial oh, before. So I heard so much about, about it. it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I sang it. I was dr- just drunk enough to sing it.
0: Yep. Just drunk enough? As in a lot to very drunk? Yes. He was dancing around the house with a pug. Yes, in his arms.
1: that's I was. I was waltzing with a pug.
0: Pictures, or
4: we, it didn't happen. There's one. a picture. There's a picture. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't have to hear the, the commercials.
0: Right, um, they did turn them up at a couple of points just for our own amusement. And um, oh, the male, the male a...
1: enhancement or the Peroni's disease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Props to Josh Kearns for just blowing mm-hmm. off the newscasts for the second hour and making them about Luke. Did you guys catch that?
1: No, we no. we had our own issues to resolved during the break so outside of the cars for kids i don't think we paid much attention to the ads because we were all drunk and talking over each other
2: well we barely paid attention to the show
0: right josh did the real news at first and there was some depressing stuff but then in the second hour when he reached the point where a headline was about someone turning 106 i think he realized that it would be okay to have some fun with it and so first (laughs) of all we all cheered for the person who turned 106 so i think it's the first time in a long time, Cairo's had a live applause for the news read.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then at one point he just starts talking about the Seattle marathon and goes on a tangent about Luke running the Seattle marathon.
1: Man. I was listening to him last night on live wire and it was the episode where he was sick. And he, uh, part of the shtick on stage was them, uh, riding stationary bikes. He was ride, riding, a bike with alongside Paul Shear and, uh, uh, you, whatever that The guy named H- Rob Hubel And he was struggling So I don't think there's a marathon Anytime in Luke's future
0: Yeah
2: Well, Because he was doing soul cycle with a respiratory disease yeah.
1: <laughs> well, right? yeah it may have been a misrepresentation Of his actual fitness but yeah. It didn't seem like he's, he's in, in training And I, I don't It doesn't look like ISIS has been doing any jogs with him either
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well he does look like a hot water bottle According to Luke,
1: <laughs> you mean she? Rudy is a she, she. and the Rudy dog, is she.
0: Wow. Isis is a she. The dog that's is a, a woman. woman. <laughs> Thursday, two thousand and three. TBTL is Wind Talkers. Uh, Luke's at a friend's house because the electrical at Burbank Springs is fucked.
1: Oh. <laughs> this is the last
0: straw in the money pit. No, They're it's down not. Into the we walls. haven't talked
1: plumbing yet, so Mm-mm. that's there's there's, yeah, there's, a new, there's there's one more frontier. <laughs>
2: We know about their plumbing; it's flooding their basement. Right?
1: Was that plumbing? I thought that was just water table.
0: Eh, Look, probably not both. to be outdone. Probably both. Andrew also has a crisis; he has too much celery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stop the show. About on par with your whole electricity being screwed
4: up. Yeah,
0: but he, he's not a ranch head, so he doesn't know what to do with it.
2: You
4: make bumps yeah. on a
0: log. That's what you do. do you
4: n- and I'll just let you know that Andrew's hatred of ranch made me love him even more. Why?
1: Like you needed to know. Because ranch reason. is disgusting. You're, you're insane.
4: No, it's. I call it white trash sauce. Yes,
1: it is. That doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> you can be right. No. We can both be right. I, do I don't not approve like
2: it. of putting it on pizza, no. but. You know, it's a it's a good, celery's a good
4: ranch delivery mm-hmm. system. Cuz it Ooh. has its
1: own like aqueduct right built yep. in to just pour the ranch right Unless down it's in your a gullet.
4: Fancy one like a chipotle ranch Oh, or jalapeno no. ranch is one they make a lot peppercorn
1: Corn here. Ooh, ranch peppercorn ranch is my favorite. I'm going to get some of that right after the show. Peppercorn. Oh, uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's just a slightly flavored mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise and
1: full does. fat mm-hmm. buttermilk. Don't skimp on the buttermilk, folks. The the restaurant where I work for about a month, we tried to get away with some some low fat buttermilk in the ranch, and people lost their minds.
0: <laughs> yeah, I imagine you're still apologizing for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are people that haven't been back because of that.
4: Yeah, do they even sell fat free stuff in Texas? They do.
1: They, we got a hold of some of it on the black mm. market and tried to you know put the. You 2%. buy it accidentally
4: now and then. Yeah. Well, you're also in Austin. Yeah. There's a little, it's, right. you're a different. Right. Texas.
1: I'm sure in Dallas, there's no way. You, you, you have full fat, uh, full fat buttermilk and extra fat buttermilk probably.
0: Yep. Or Houston. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, it's windy in Bellingham. Oh, let's
1: all tell mm-hmm. our best wind anecdotes.
0: We don't. Know. I
1: had a flower that fell over yeah. once.
4: <laughs> My skirt flew up. Oh, Whoa,
1: Whoa. the bus once, oh. Whoa. And i we to a couple years ago and Emily opened her door and the wind caught it and, and, and slammed it into somebody's uh, door and we had, we had to we it little
4: bit
0: of a little bye of a little bye of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a
4: little bit of Sorry, not sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, Luke cracked the code to first class, which is to fly a lot.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Emily News cracked that a while
0: ago. <laughs> um, what do you want to talk about next? The divergent uh, celebrity of Bill Murray versus Chevy Chase? or the top story of holiday parties on. I feel Netflix like line. they covered the Chevy cheese yeah. thing
2: pretty well. Yeah. He's kind of a yeah.
0: uh, holiday party thing. You know, I work basically alone. So my holiday party is whenever the fuck I want it. And it's me with a bottle of liquor. It's actually really depressing
1: to you with the Ukrainian yeah. porn magazine in a <laughs> corner booth.
0: To sad Happy Easter. Everyone. <laughs> 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 um,
4: I actually am in charge of planning my holiday oh. party for my work. And what's interesting is last year was the first time I've ever had a company party. And then this year I'm, I'm planning mm-hmm. them and it's
2: just, so you're the expert. What are you doing?
4: We are having a casino night party at a place called fair start. Have you guys ever heard yeah, of
1: this? It's uh, to help, uh, homeless people get into the restaurant business.
4: Yeah. So there are two parts they are nonprofit where they teach people that are wanting to um, get off the streets or learn a trade, how to work in the restaurant business. And then there are also the second part, the for-profit is a um,
2: restaurant and an event space. Mm-hmm. So we're having it there. Is there going to be booze? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So it'll be great. My, we, I work for a nonprofit um, hospital. We don't have booze at our holiday parties. They're in the middle oh. of the day and they're potlucks oh. and they're the worst. Oh no because we can't spend government money on alcohol. <laughs> uh. So, it's just the most boring. Luckily, uh the hospitals in Michigan, so I don't have to go to those I anymore. I think we should be able to vote Always. on things
1: like that. Like do you want your public dollars spent on alcohol for the people that work for you as taxpayers or do you want them to spend it on like stick drinks? You know? <laughs> I,
5: I Mind for one, for
1: let's let's get Meredith and her coworkers drunk uh, once a year. We can we can afford We're doing that, good can't, work. We, can't we, taxpayers? Yeah.
4: I, I would, I, think- I would, I, I would, but I mean, because you know, my theory of I want to be able to decide where all my tax mm-hmm. dollars go. I should, you should just get a sheet of like you know the thousands of things that are paid for, and you can put one percent or whatever. Pickle vodka, one percent. I would, boom, done. Yeah, I would do that.
0: Be a lot of Thanks, pickle guys. vodka. That's, that's twice as much pickle vodka as we have NASA. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
1: that your seems pointers. about right. <laughs> um, I was, before I moved to, uh, Texas, the company I worked for, I worked in the corporate office for a restaurant management company. And, uh, one of my yearly responsibilities was like Christie's. I had to plan the, not the holiday party, but the, like the year end celebration, the awards, And, um, it was, it was more or less a holiday party, but it would happen in January. And to have to plan that without alcohol was, I mean, especially with a group of restaurant managers, just completely untenable. I mean, nobody would have showed up. No. Um, it, uh, it was, I, I think it was a lot of fun for these people because, They all knew each other because they were, we met like every week and we all knew each other really well. I think when it gets awkward is when the party is with people who you don't normally have conversations with. And I wouldn't want to go to one of those either. Yeah.
4: I mean, I would, I mean, even though it's my job to plan these events, I would much rather them just divvy up what the budget for the thing is and give us that in like Amazon gift cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because especially with my work, we have a um, happy hour every other Thursday. I don't need something else.
1: Now, when you say a happy hour, is that like – does it happen at 3 o'clock or do you have to stay after work?
4: Yeah. Well, it starts at 3 o'clock.
1: And people can just grab a drink and head back to their desk mm -hmm. and play Drop 7 or what happens there? mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) Well, we have a – no, they play rock band. We have a – Every Thursday, because everyone works from home on Friday. So every every other Thursday, the developers present what they did for the last two weeks. And then we have a celebration and we have a theme. So this year's theme was Washington Wines. So every every other week, it goes by the letters. So this week was Y. And so I had to find a winery that started with Y and then meats and cheeses and desserts and stuff. And I put out the big spread and then they, won, they all the go base play idea. Rock Band. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
4: sounds so
0: then then really
2: they... fun. I would really enjoy that. Uh, it sounds a little
0: yeah, like so show we... and tell. I mean, you basically just get together every other week and blow off their staff. I mean, it sounds great. Yeah. Like it.
4: Yeah. And then they play Rock Band for an hour or two. And then everyone goes
0: home. And then everybody sleeps through Friday claiming they're working because they have a week and a half to catch up on their project before just, they report again. You just have to <laughs> log on.
1: And then keep your laptop near you, and every time you roll over in bed, just mm-hmm. slap the keyboard. That's all you have to yep. do. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's almost as like long you, as you work at a startup.
1: It's, it's
0: uh,
4: as long as you can keep Slack like it looks like you're active, yeah. I think that you're
2: fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's some of developers. Oh, I thought you really didn't. Okay.
4: No,
0: I work from home too. Do you guys. Yeah. Do you, Christy, are you using Slack with them? I do not. Meredith, you use Slack? No. We use something called Link. Hmm. I've had a lot of people tell me good things about Slack recently, including yeah. but not limited to Jeremy Holmes.
4: Yeah, I was on a podcast once, and they use Slack because they were all developers, and I thought that it was great.
0: Yes. We should stop talking about them until I can reach out and see if they'll sponsor us because they do a <laughs> lot of podcast sponsoring, and... Maybe we should give it a try. We should tell them that we're struggling to keep organized with our Google Sheets, and uh, mm-hmm. which is not true, but, you know, except for when I forget Shh. to do them until an hour before the
1: show, but whatever. <laughs> for a small fee, I'll do the spots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. In your MeUndies. So you'll He'll even write them. Knock them out. <laughs>
4: we we did have a funny thing this week where instead of it being a presentation, um, there we we have two apps that we do and both of them have new releases coming out on Monday. So everyone was encouraged to bring their devices and try to break it basically, or look at the new features and ask questions. And I wasn't in on that because I'm setting up the spread. So I walked by the meeting room and everyone's on their phones. And I just walked to the finance guy and I said, why are all the nerds on their phones?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bowling alleys are dying. Which was a great reminder about the time Luke told Vanny he tried to buy one.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't actually believe they're they're dying. I think the older ones now, the ones that survived the, the great bowling um, drought or whatever, are they seem to be back going strong. Especially, I, I don't know, I just know from Austin. It, the ones that are doing rock and bowl are doing just Yeah, fine. yeah, they're, they're going old school. <laughs> and and then there are the new douchebag ones opening up, and those seem to be doing fine yeah. too.
0: Right. I don't know. I grew up in a town where you either went bowling or you went to the movies and the bowling alley and the movie theater are right next to each other. And the bowling alley is where you went if you wanted to see your parents smoke, chain smoke and drink on league night, or Mm. you wanted to do like midnight glow in the dark bowling or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, or like a lock in bowl all night for $10. I don't know how they were making money on that with the pizza and everything. Um, But I haven't been bowling in years. I was just telling Sam we haven't been bowling since we moved out here from Buffalo.
4: Is that a good thing?
0: She hates it. I think it's funny and stupid. But I guess we just haven't had anyone else who wants to go to talk us into it. Being so close to bowling alleys around here, being so close to Canada, Bobby,
1: have you ever gone uh, candlepin bowling?
0: Yeah. Uh, Well. So I hadn't really done it, but we have it, and around it's popular in New England. So oh, it is duck pin, candle pin, whatever. It's here, and Dora Bowling Alley's dedicated to it here. Uh, and in fact, there's an old timey one here in Pawtucket called Break Time that they just opened recently because it was the break room in a factory where they had a few candle pin lanes for the factory workers, and so it's all hipster vintage crap.
1: I but I got um, ambushed by it when I was a kid. We would go up to. Like the soccer team I played on, we would go up to Canada on, you know, to play tournaments and stuff. And you'd stay with a family, and they had no idea that candlepin bowling was <clears throat> a freak show. So they, right? So they took me, and I'm holding this thing. that's like a cannonball, right? And I'm like, do I throw this overhand, or? <laughs> but I see everyone else rolling it an underhand, and it just felt, it felt um, strange and like a joke. But I, I can, I can see how it would be like more accessible and less expensive because you don't have to go stick your fingers in 25 balls before you, uh, before you choose. Right. So it's a little more sanitary. You can just like rub your shirt over one of these little cannonballs before you throw it down the lane
0: (laughs) to them. Our bowling has an accent. Yeah, probably. Right. Uh, yeah, we used to Uh, go to Niagara falls and do it in a place. Well, in a Boston pizza actually. Just not mm, from Boston. Boston
1: pizza ranch. <laughs>
4: so, so Bobby, does that mean Sam will not be participating in the pre-wedding activities
0: of going yeah. bowling? Oh no, we're gonna make her do it anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, she hates fun, but that's not that's not acceptable. Oh. <laughs> this is a special occasion. <laughs> uh, speaking of fun, a Liquid Planet update. That guy failed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah no.
0: I shared. Who saw that coming? I tweeted out a picture. They did a GoFundMe yourself for the water park, and he was trying to raise a million dollars, and he raised one thousand nine hundred and forty-five dollars.
1: Mm. Oh. That'll get him about a quarter of the way to uh, citizenship and a marriage to Kevin Moyer's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is further than they're going to get. Um, it is. They're not even an eighth
2: Although, anymore. you know, I my husband's an MBA, and I did ask him about this company that bought the water park. You know, they had that little discussion about, can you be an LLC and an incorporation at the same time? Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. Luke was right. They're two separate things. He yeah, said you could probably, you could put LLC in your name and have it mean nothing. You could just name yourself that, I guess. <laughs> He's like, that's the only thing I can think of, because you can't right. really be both at the same time.
0: Wow, we just said Luke I was, was right. I,
2: I know, I know. That was why I was mentioned it. <laughs> write it down, write yep. it down. Uh, I would be
1: interested to drinks. know uh, a question for Kevin, the insurance agent, if he happens to be an LRB listener. Um, I I would guess that insurance for a water park has to be their number one line item expense. Yeah. All the drow- drowning kids. Drowning, having your toenails ripped off, having, you know. Salmonella. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> like. Put it. You put up some slides and you have a little real estate that, and you charge people thirty bucks to get in. It seems like you know a dream business to own, but I, I, right. I would bet if you didn't have insurance, you wouldn't be open for three days before you, you're dead.
0: Yeah, uh, your pants were sued off. Second biggest expense, chlorine.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If for nothing else, you need that smell of chlorine. It's a confidence statement, just like bleaching the bathroom. You don't have to clean it, just. <laughs> dump some bleach on the floor and people will think it's clean
0: <laughs> friday 2004 like a moth to an overpriced flame i get the feeling we're gonna get i love that we're gonna get the anger off. <clears throat> luke drinks tea now wants an electric kettle uh he could buy 10 to 15 electric kettles for the cost of his new grooming kit
1: he says that <laughs> the tea worked for that live wire show it did not he sounded terrible
0: well that could have been an improvement over how he would have sounded possible so i thought it was Uh, one of the budweiser
1: frogs hosting the show (laughs) they should have he's i don't know if they have a backup but if they did i don't know when you would call them besides that week
0: uh key and peel in fargo sets the the guys off on a spiral of sarcasm yeah
1: I'd forgotten they were on there and they didn't fit in very well to that show. It was a weird thing. And when they were gone, it was kind of a relief because the tone of the well, show. I, didn't, we I haven't
2: seen it. Did they not fit in because it's Minnesota and there's no black people there?
1: Not as much that because I think, I think they played like FBI agents that got called into the case. So there was a reason mm. for there being black people in Minnesota at that point. But, but they didn't fit in tonally because they were funny together. And the show's not a funny show
2: yeah those two can't really help but be that shows right? dead fucking serious. Each other. <laughs> yeah. and
1: and they just didn't fit so i I see Andrew's point uh, but it, Luke wasn't there yet, so he hasn't even seen him yet
0: uh that that moment was delightfully cringe worthy yes. when they could not tell who was
1: being sarcastic and who wasn't yep. um, I thought Liam Neeson's was going to show up <laughs>
0: <laughs> now to real cringing, seriously. Uh I looked up this store, Canoe, in Portland. They do not have the grooming kit on their website, so I'm wondering if they only had one and they sold it to Luke Burbank.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, those places that have one T shirt, right? Or whatever. <laughs> I didn't have to look this place up to know exactly what kind of place <laughs> right. it is. You're
0: you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Um He had an eighty dollar credit because of a hat. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. <laughs> guys, that
0: laugh is exactly why we didn't let you on Mike McCallie's episode. I'm talking
1: to all guys now. Stop it. Stop it with the hats. You're killing yourself. You could you could get a way better girlfriend or wife if you just take that hat and fire it right into the furnace. <laughs> That's my free advice for you guys. All guys, <laughs> women wear whatever fascinators you want. We don't care. We like the woman we, that will deal with the hat. Guys you're 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 hobbling yourselves with these hats whether it's a bowler homburg fat guy hat whatever it is Carl Spackler <laughs> hat don't wear it if if your hair's messed up or it's greasy or whatever put on a baseball cap not a meundie's baseball cap just a regular <laughs> cap okay? don't
0: we're going to give that away as an lrb prize at some
1: point don't <laughs> shit on the, LRP, I, the <laughs> I
4: don't um I just want to go on the record I do not Agree with what Mike is okay.
1: saying. Okay, give me give me an example of a time when a hat a, um a hat enhanced your sexual attraction to a male. Um, Don't give me football like helmets. So. That...
4: Oh yeah, uh-huh. there you go. Um, I think some people look really stupid with baseball hats on. Oh, I'm not, not. I'm not saying it's here. a great look. Think, I'm just saying it's
1: it's yeah. your only hat alternative as a man to not fall off the face no, 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 of the no. earth attractiveness wise.
4: I <laughs> I like the one that Jeremy
1: wears. The Woodland Park Zoo uh beanie? No, no, I'm not no. counting beanie. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> to be clear, that's not okay. a that's not a beanie he bought at Woodland Park Zoo. That's a beanie he found
1: at Woodland Park Zoo. It's a, a hobo Park beanie. Yes.
4: Yeah. It's a hobo beanie. Um it, those like taxi I don't know what they call newsboy uh, caps or oh, whatever. He has a
1: fat guy hat.
4: I think that that looks good. Yeah, I like it. My husband is follicularly
2: like challenged, and he's got a few Samuel L. Jackson hats that I kind of yes. like. Yeah,
4: and, but Samuel I do, I do
2: really like him in a baseball yeah. hat, too.
0: Yeah, but
4: yeah, I think Jeremy looks weird in a
0: baseball hat. Neither of you count, because you've both proven that you've overcome great odds with the men in your lives. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy is Jeremy. Duff in his jazz music. Uh,
1: and yeah. you've both proven that, that you will get down with a bald guy. Um, so
2: I prefer a bald guy, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I don't think. So I have to live with the hat that comes part and parcel with being bald. I don't think I'm
1: really speaking to you guys in particular. I'm talking in general, guys, stop it. Stop it with the hats. And that thread with all the hats, that was disturbing. That
2: was amazing. (laughs) Oh, I liked it.
4: I thought that guy was. Fantastic!
0: Uh, oh no, the, I think the original thread was good. It just kind of jumped the shark is, toward the end.
4: Oh yeah. yeah, I mean because people piled on, but Christopher was delightful. Yes, he was. It was so much. His face looked so much that it almost looked like he was photoshopping different hats on. I thought he, he was. Yes,
0: him. I thought he was. They were all in or... the same pose. Uh, I no. I come down as this. I think that there's a shoot the moon aspect to this. I think that ninety eight percent of men should just avoid the hats. Yeah. And I think there's two percent of guys, and he's one of them who can do whatever the fuck he wants in the hat world because he's got it going
1: on. I'll grant you that, but but I'm not in that two percent, Bobby. You're not in that two percent. Oh, absolutely. Luke not. is not anywhere near that two percent. He's not no. even. Mm-mm, he no. can't even mail a letter to that two percent. He's so far away.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, and Luke. Because of his persona and the, also the way he dresses and the way he looks. Unfortunately, as soon as he puts a hat on, it goes straight to douche town.
1: Right. Yeah. And,
4: and that's just, you know,
1: something that you he would never see love, Lord Grantham wearing it. a hat. Let's just say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Luke should just stick to some throwback Montreal Expos. He looks
1: hat. good in that hat. That's a cool well, hat. He does look good in a baseball yeah.
4: hat. Yeah. I, yeah. I also think there's a couple hats that when women wear them, I get like anger in my heart and I want to punch them.
1: What kind of hats?
4: <laughs> it's this new floppy hat that seems oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm about to go to Coachella.
2: I hate everybody that like wears Like a wide brim floppy. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean.
4: But it's not even useful. So if you had one that was kind of a sun hat, that's useful. But this is a felt hat so you wouldn't wear it in the summer because your head would just Is it kind of like the I have one those of those. It's the, the one that I was wearing maids
1: wear when they go to town and its foggy out. Is it that, <laughs> that kind of hat?
4: No. I'll send you a screenshot, okay. Mike. Well, I'm scared to send you the screenshot of There's because you will put it somewhere. I will.
1: I absolutely will.
0: And I, and it's a shaming of someone. So I, I
1: don't... Guys,
0: guys, we're getting off target here. The hat oh. conversation was important, but more important is the fact that he traded in his $80 hat and then paid much more dollars to get a ridiculously expensive five-piece grooming kit.
2: That was worth $2 at CVS. Yes. Why is he doing this?
0: I think I, He's so happy
2: that he has a nail clipper and scissors. You can get those <laughs> for $0.40. Cents.
0: Right. I angrily wrote uh, in the group chat or somewhere after this episode, uh... I carry, uh, like a $5 sewing kit and a $4 pair of, of heavy duty toenail clippers. And, uh, if you can't do it with those things, it's something you should not be doing while you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you're a man. I'm a man. How much have you spent on your grooming kit?
1: Uh, I don't, I don't currently own a grooming kit. Everything's loose. But, but yeah, it all goes in one, um, Goes in one little bag when, when I hit the road. I mean, I don't go right. on the road without like little scissors, like cuticle scissors and toenail, fingernail, clippers, that kind of stuff. I mean, why? It sounds like Luke just, since he didn't have the kit, he just wasn't taking any of this stuff with him. So he'd find <laughs> himself in a hotel room looking at his toenails curling underneath his toes and wondering <laughs> what he was going to do.
0: To be fair, I do remember the time he lanced something with a corkscrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God.
1: Yeah, and then he put it back because it was one of those, you know, uh, extended stay hotels. So he just dropped it right back in the drawer for your next wine. glass or I,
0: I believe it was the Hotel Deluxe, actually, in Portland. Uh, and then he just put it in with the other forks and sent it out out into the audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. He put his disease in all of us. Oh.
0: Andrew wants a Vic Tanny gym bag.
1: <laughs> Sounds awesome. We need. I'm going to send him a pic, uh, message right now. I want a picture of that Vic Tanny.
0: Do yourself a favor. Don't Google image search Vic Tanny.
1: Mm.
0: I did already. I'm doing <laughs> it now. Tanny? That's, that's a lot of old man muscle. Yep. Oh,
1: he's one of those. He's like <laughs> he a is, Jack LaLanne. He is runner. very bronze. Yeah,
0: yeah. The guy could have just. He could have been doing his podcast, but had nothing but spots for bronze. He could crack
2: mm. walnuts with those thighs.
0: Uh, and not in a sexy way, um Luke has expensive luggage, and I can't give him crap here uh Sam got me a Toomey suitcase for Christmas last year, actually, it was Christmas Fancy. Christmas and my birthday, and a gift later to be determined, like a draft pick <laughs> um, she got it on super sale at the outlet mall, and it is great, and I do travel a lot and it has one of the suitors in it that folds up your suit and keeps it relatively wrinkle-free, so you don't have to be like Andrew lugging a giant garment bag around the airport. Um, I'm spoiled and I love it, so I will say if you're going to spend money on something, I could see luggage being a good, a good choice,
4: especially if you travel, right? Because then it mm-hmm. it weighs itself out. So I had, I wouldn't say it's expensive luggage; it's not that as fancy as yours, Bobby, but I had a really nice luggage set, and it slowly has disappeared because i loan it to mm-hmm. people and for whatever reason they have the worst luck and the tsa has destroyed it i got back a bag that was completely
2: shredded that's why i don't want to bother with expensive expensive luggage i've had them destroy so many bags
0: yeah, yeah. uh the Tumi bag comes with a repair replace policy i think so uh. you know
2: yeah but also
4: if you borrow someone's uh, bag and it and it gets destroyed
2: don't you replace it Yeah, but I also feel like, why would you loan out something like
1: that? Well,
0: I'm a Sean when it comes to my luggage. I actually bring it everywhere, every day. Don't let it out of my sight.
1: Christy, if they're borrowing luggage, um, I don't think they can afford to replace expensive luggage. So you have to (laughs) let go of it. As soon as you hand that luggage over, you have to come to grips with the fact that you probably lost that luggage.
4: Well, first of all, if... If the TSA does something like that, you can you can go and ha- put
2: a claim on it. Yeah, but they don't... I've had that happen. They don't replace it with something as nice. Oh, but
4: I mean, anything would be nice. They give you a you know, yard I'm about to go bag to Mexico, and
1: in a, a very sincere <laughs> apology. Yeah. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. I just realized I don't have a suitcase to go to Mexico. Mm. Because the the two perfect ones that were the exact same size, the, the perfect ones... You're going to have to wear all your outfits.
2: Are gone. Well, I'm on the oh, to me yeah. site. the the first one on the list is $2,500 for oh, a carry on. So just chop on that. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh,
0: I guarantee you, uh, knowing Sam, she got it for under $300.
1: It was at savers and uh, it had a picture of Tim Tebow on it that she had buffed out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go to the outlet mall people. It's, it's worth it. Uh, The top story for Friday was a Walmart employee who found $350 in a parking lot and for some ridiculous reason didn't shove it in his pockets and then put it in his two-week notice.
2: Yeah. There had to be something else going on here. That's not a
1: reason to fire someone. What's the most money you've ever found, Bobby?
0: You know, that's a good question. I I don't have a good found money. I guess once as a kid – I was uh rummaging through I think my grandmother's clothes in her closet like like you do. There's a lot of stuff there we don't need to get into. But uh, <laughs> through I her underwear
1: drawer, f- you know how how you do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: beyondies.com dot com slash creepy. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, grandma know
1: you're thinking about her underbitches. <laughs> uh
0: I think I found a fifty tucked into ah. a coat pocket or something. Yeah. Did you take it? Of course I did. And at that age, I must have been probably 17, 18, no, uh, eight or nine years old or something. 50 (laughs) bucks was like weeks worth of candy and junk food from the gas station near school. Or no, I guess I must have been a little older. But but, uh, yeah, $50 went a long way in my world. It's a lot of bulk candy from Wegmans probably.
1: The most money I ever found was $436 and it was in a wallet, but there was nothing else in the wallet. Um, wow. Which is weird because usually you'll find a wallet and someone else has cleaned out the money. That sounds right. like bait. Were you on camera? No, the situation or was mm-hmm. I was pretty fresh out of prison. Yes, I went to prison. Uh, I was fresh out of the halfway house, and I had wait a what? super. You should tell us about Stop that sometime. The show. No, mm-hmm. uh, the prison mm-hmm. stories are for another time. Right. I had a, would gotten out of the halfway house. I was at a super shitty apartment in Tuckwilla, and I was driving my <clears throat> my brother's uh, leaky t-top Camaro that he um gave to me camaro z28 and it would overheat at every light so you have to turn the engine off um and i got home from my job and right next to where i parked in the in the parking lot of my um apartment building there was that wallet and i picked it up and i saw the money and i counted the money right there and i looked around to see if anybody was around nobody was around so i took it up uh into my apartment and i tried to figure out how, how would I get this back to somebody, you know, because if you put something up, then people are going to say, yeah, that's my money. And also mm-hmm. keep, keep in mind, um, that I was an $8 an hour job and I was paying the government back a lot of money. Um, so I kept it.
2: I think that's finders keepers. I don't think there's any problem. If there had been an
1: idea in there, cause I've found wallets before with money, without money sure. or whatever, and sure. returned them. But
2: Or if you just find a wad of cash on the street, I don't think there's any obligation to try and figure out who that belongs to.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's a burner wallet. That's a wallet that was going (laughs) out for a drug deal or something or some other shady business. That's a wallet that can't be traced back to its owner. That's like uh, that. That's use at your own risk. It was actually nicer than
1: my wallet. So I'm imported all my stuff into that wallet
0: (laughs) you know what would be really funny is if you had done that and then put your empty old wallet back where you found it
1: kind (laughs) of you know
0: for the next guy yeah
1: with a note in it i'm writing this note because someone might have seen me pick up
0: (laughs) uh i lost i think the most i've lost is around 60 bucks and it was a wallet it was a wallet thing in fact. It was another kid's story, and it was another gas station story. I I think I managed to drop my wallet at a gas station, and I went back an hour later, and they had the wallet, but the cash was How gone. How
1: did Luke not remember mm-hmm. that he had left all that yes. money yeah. at a gas station? Someone him. said that on the Stens
2: page. That was a really good point because right. it yeah, was a huge $500. Yeah, $500.
0: Yeah. Ladies, do you have money stories, lost or found?
2: Not really. Oh, I don't carry cash that... so I always yeah. know like exactly how much I have and it's never very much and I don't If I found someone
1: it. else's iPhone I would just go scan it all over the place and just get get groceries
0: <laughs> at the fancy grocery stores. Yeah.
1: You could only go to Trader Joe's It would Whole start Foods. vibrating as soon as I got in and then I just scoop up all <laughs> no, the groceries. No, it wouldn't. What's I'm
0: that impressed that was? you would you would pay for everybody's groceries in the yeah. store. It's
1: on me, guys. Just... Scan this. Oh
0: Um Yeah. I Luke remembered losing ten dollars as a kid, but now five hundred dollars as an adult. Mm-hmm.
2: Well this whole sense. credit
0: limit. <laughs> <laughs> uh then we had some music for your weekend and uh I think with that we'll go to Christie's corner. With a K. Two K's. Oh. Christie's corner.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we should have some like fun music to play here
0: thanks for making my job harder christy (laughs) 124 fun music go ahead okay
4: so my first thing is we got a delightful sharpshoot from ben stein and i just wanted to I believe you mean bob stein
0: unless ben stein (laughs) what
4: did i say I always say Ben. I even actually (laughs) sent him an email and called him Ben. So sorry. Probably
0: not the first time someone's tried to win his money.
4: I know. All right. Um, He wanted to say he did not bookmark the penis picture. He just looked them up quickly (laughs) on Google images. And then and he said, to my shame, my search history now has something like orca penis Mm. in it.
1: Uh, So
0: we had a um, defense of his
1: honor. Go incognito next time. Yeah, that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> um,
4: for Meredith, if you think the duck's penis is disturbing, be glad you're not a female duck. If I remember remember correctly... Oh, no. There's words I don't know. Oh, Her yeah. her vagina is corkscrew, mm-hmm. the opposite direction in the males, and also has dead-end cavities. Yeah.
1: Sounds like my
2: last Yeah, because oh, no. male ducks are terrible rapists.
4: Yeah. And then it says, uh, so the male has to be very strong and fit. To get his penis in the right
1: place. I eventually don't and think to it's not to go rape a crab.
4: I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And then he wanted to say that, I don't think Luke was being racist about cornbread. White Southerners eat cornbread for hundreds of years. So there's that. Yeah,
1: that cornbread yeah. conversation. I think we agreed
4: that, right? I was the I one we... that
0: who took it in that direction. It just seemed... I don't know. The context to me seemed a little awkward, but I, I'll... I'll back off on that. No problem there. Okay.
4: Um, I wanted to send out a special thank you to, I posted this too, but I just wanted to say it um, out loud is that when we were asked to do the trivia contest um, for, I mean, on the, on the show and we needed to go through a bunch of clips and we were able to scour through the, the archives, the, the database to find out the episodes or just look up Luke and find funny ones or look up poop and know where the episode was. But then we had the daunting task of, because we were also pulling for Jen. So we had to pull um, three clips for each of them and that would have taken a lot of hours. So I pulled up special archivists, um, my, as I call them, the SEAL Team 6 of the Historitens and I just wanted to give them a shout out. So what I did is just sent them an email and said, um, I have a super secret mission. If you choose to be a part of this, you can't tell anyone what it is. You can't ask any questions. I'm going to send you an episode and a word and you have to find it in that episode. And these are the people that, um, took me up on that and were so great and able, and it enabled us to be able to be on the show. So that's Allison, Amy, and Ashley, Ben, Bob, Corey, Jack, Jeremy, Sarah, and Colleen. They were so great. Um, And so far we have 160 weeks complete, all of 2009 and 2010. And my new goal is all of 2011 to be done, which is just 15 weeks that are already out and assigned. And then just a, a note, I'll be leaving for Mexico on Tuesday. So if you order stickers, they will be delayed. So if you need to buy them, buy them before Monday.
0: As in t- today. Them, uh, Monday. Order them today yeah, when this comes out. Buy, the,
4: buy them today, <laughs> right.
0: I meant to mention that uh, in honor of the upcoming holidays, whichever holidays you celebrate, uh, Little, Red Little Red Bandwagon will continue to sell stickers at the same time. Low, low price of $8 a sticker. Um, our holiday sale for you is that we are not going to stop offering stickers. So get your loved ones, <laughs> Little Red Bandwagon and 10 stickers at LittleRedBandwagon.com. Check out the birch store uh, and get your shopping and- done for
1: the holidays. Enter any promo code you any like and now- you won't get any discount.
0: Exactly.
4: <laughs> any uh, The funnier the promo code that you enter... The you'll get um, stars with me, though. There you None go. Everyone knows my stars are worth a lot.
0: Anything <laughs> else in Christie's corner?
4: Um, no, I think I'm good.
0: Meredith, Mike,
1: Christie, I'm going to need yes. more jokes from you next week. I didn't see much on the run sheet, so <laughs> I don't feel like I really brought it today and I blame Christie.
3: OK,
0: well, That's uh, legit. yeah. We kinda noticed too, Mike.
4: You could have taken credit for uh the archive or something.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um I'm not gonna do that though. I, I take enough credit for the stickers.
0: <laughs> well, you did design them, uh print them yourself, cut them up and
1: Yeah, I cut I cut know. them up by hand with well, my mustache scissors. Right. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs>
0: And then you guys, and did then you skip put them over, back in with all the other scissors and such a bright We, we skipped over Nick
2: Offerman oh. being a pile of bacon with a mustache on. Right. It.
0: <laughs> someone needs to make that. I believe that someone, photo. Believe someone pickled him. Um I was wondering that if I think I mentioned this to you guys if I got a cheap bottle of whiskey and just sat there drinking it in front of a TV screen showing his video for 45 minutes if I could get some sort of meta hipster credit
1: I'd watch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's there's some there's some money to be made here by selling out to this uh, movement.
1: I, I don't want to watch anyone eating. I don't mind watching them drink, but I don't want to watch or listen to them eat. <laughs>
2: if they put a topless lady gif in there oh, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> it might make it better. Just, just topless. You know,
4: Mike, you know how you hate hearing people eat? While I was listening to all of these episodes – Back episodes to find clips. I did hear your beloved write in and say that she loves hearing them eat.
1: Why? I don't know. I guess it's just audio texture. It's a disgusting sound. (laughs) Especially (laughs) like when he
2: started out uh, Tuesday or something eating a pickle on the air. Jimmy John's pickle. I had to take my
1: earbuds out. You missed out because he choked on it, so it was sweet justice oh that's instant karma or sour pickled justice but justice of some sort
0: <laughs> folks you can find us at littleredbandwagon.com on facebook at littleredbandwagon our twitter i'm at rl pape mike's at for his christy kissy eyes k-i-s-s-i-e-y-e-s meredith is at meredith underscore mayhan no y and senior producer jeremy holmes who was woken up early this morning by christy to record this episode is <laughs> at Dadstronaut. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. That's where you'll find biting comedy and health code violations from Jeremy and Christy mostly. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. If I'm correct, the latest episode of Nerd Out Loud is an episode featuring uh, Jeremy Hol- uh, Jeremy Henson and Jesse mm-hmm. Dollimore who yes. hijacked your podcast and put their own episode in your feed yes and it's pretty good uh i would say i enjoyed it almost as much as the average episode of nerd out loud uh so go listen to that
1: bobby have you ever been yeah. on that show You're delightful nerd out loud?
0: no i've waited over 100 episodes and if someone had told me i could just record my own and call it nerd out loud i would have been on it yeah now. let's do that let's you and me do that I like it.
1: just I like we'll it. just slap yeah, it up you guys there. do the next one
0: they're not allowed it's just going to be a rotating cast of people bullshitting for it's going to be sports center
1: oh yeah let's do sports well i is bowling a sport i just um
0: <laughs> i just
4: i just told um jeremy henson that i wanted i want to come on the episode and, and pitch something and he said oh we're really booked up through 2000 <laughs> well they are
1: doing the is a hot dog a sandwich episode coming up so that's that's already booked
4: oh, okay
0: well did they have the theater are they selling tickets I feel like that's a live <laughs> endeavor
1: Yeah, We can get on that show Bobby That They, they just won't properly mic us So we won't be heard
0: <laughs> Christy get us out of here please
4: Until next time This is the next party
1: uh, We love you Jen We wish you'd been there Nailed it
0: So we're we're calling the show Gallop and Gobblers."
1: <laughs> An aggressive gay porn star. <laughs> that does sound terrifying. Some super yeah. gay guy just running after you when you're not gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that every straight man's it worst? It kind of being. is, even though we we don't want to admit it. We are scared of. You flatter yourselves we're a scared little bit. Of gay people, and yeah, we all we think we're attractive to gay people, which we're not.
5: You know, you find booty and you keep the booty.